1: Welcome inside the PGP, the permission-granted podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the show that takes you behind the scenes on the DA every single morning, 6 until 10 Eastern Time, 3 until 7 Pacific. The PGP comes to you every single week, and you can always listen to this not only on its own podcast feed, but inside the Odyssey app where you can listen to the DA Show live or in podcast form, and the PGP in podcast form as well. Tuesday's show was supposed to be a trash Tuesday, but instead we delved into some different waters and veered off course because there was a guy in Buffalo, actually a Bills fan in Kansas City, that held up a sign at Sunday's game that said, I'm missing my mom's funeral for this game. Go Bills. We were discussing whether or not you could believe that that was for real or not. Now, most people would think, well, that's not real. That guy's just trying to get attention. Nobody would miss their mom's funeral for a football game. However, as we crawled into this discussion, Mraz actually admitted that, yes, he would. Week 17 against the Eagles. Go to the game or watch the game? Go to the game. Are we winning
3: in? Yes. That's a playoff game. That counts as a playoff game. It's winning in. Okay. You you. If you win... I wouldn't actively seek tickets, but if I already had them.
1: Yeah, okay, so Danielle wants to go see the Nutcracker. One of your parents passes away. You don't need her at that funeral. Your parent passed away. You don't need her there. She can go to the Nutcracker? Need her? Need? Yeah, that's your that's your spouse. That's your wife. If that's she's after two days a week, those are
3: long days. You know what? Go get away. You don't need to come to the burial. It's fine. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Would you ever miss your own parents' funeral? No. No. I'm just saying, in reality, <laughs> I bet the majority of Americans would rather die outside of football season. <laughs> <laughs> and you would rather the relatives close enough to go to the funeral die out of football season, too. I don't think there's any, like, we can admit it. Cards on the table. We would all rather
2: that. No, no. Honestly, listen to me. I'm not going to give a crap about the Giants game if, <laughs> when my mom or dad passes away.
3: Oh, I mean, if really. If Kenny Pickett's a Hall of Famer and they got him, I got news for you. You're going to care. No, I'm not. I pr- I got news for you. I'm not because <laughs> well, apparently I'm capable of
2: emotions, you and you don't enough. have the love for it the way I do. Then fine by me because I don't want to be with in you the in the mail this. office. But yeah, and they'll give me off as many as I need, not delivering mail
1: <laughs> to grieve my lost parent. That if the game was big enough, that he would miss an important funeral, even his parents, and so oh, no, no. I think it's time to. To discuss.
3: This is where the Mraz facts get twisted. I said I would not miss my own parents, but...
1: Danielle's parents.
3: Yes, I think, and I would extend the offer if she had something important that she needed to go to as well. What I did say is my sisters and I would most certainly come to an agreement, and this is so morbid, but here we are. If they had passed away on a Wednesday or a Thursday that you don't have to rush everything to have services on a Sunday, knowing at that point the team's schedule.
1: Now, some might think you're so off the mark here. How could be this insensitive? You have no idea what you would do in that situation. Yet you said that your mom and your dad supported you via text while listening to the show.
3: Uh, well, first of all, would you expect anything less from them at that point? So it's the least breaking news. But I'll read you 100% what my mom uh, had said at 9.43 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I give permission for you to hold off. Keep me on ice. You can start my wake on Monday. No need to do it during the football weekend. Or worse comes to worst, have a big screen TV, game sound and all in the funeral home. Dad, would, Dad agrees with your warped thinking, but it's not that warped. I said, oh, well, it's true, Mom. Thank you. She followed up, when we were pregnant with your sister in 1990, the Giants were good. Your dad said if they were in the Super Bowl, because she was due in January, I was on my own if I went into labor. Luckily, the Giants waited one year to go back to the Super Bowl. (laughs) So that all took place when I was three years old, this conversation my dad had with my mom. So if you're wondering where I come from, That's what I come from. What do you want?
1: Well, I guess I didn't wonder where you come from, but do you really believe that if your mother is at the end of her life and she's sickly or whatever, that on a Tuesday during football season, she'd be like, you know what, Sean, if I pass away this week, just wait until Monday. Or is she saying that now because that's not a reality for her?
3: I mean, I would hope. I would hope that she would have more important final words to say to us. I do. But I also just think it's an understanding. And this is where I, I was taken aback when I suggested this idea. Because at first it was, well, just everybody should just wait to have funerals until March. Well, all the, the way. first
1: part yeah. was, what, what line of your family is it okay to miss yeah. a funeral? And you said, anything beyond your nuclear family or your spouse's nuclear family. So once it gets to answer cousins, you're out of free. You yes. get a jail at get out of jail free Carl. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. So
1: then I said, But you, you wouldn't miss Danielle's parents' funeral. And you said, Yes, I would. She would have to deal with that. For the big enough giant game, yes. Yes. And I and I stated, I've I've done this. I've gone to Danielle's
3: own grandmother's funeral and she couldn't even make it because she had something else that was of importance to her, which was some kind of class she couldn't get out of at the time. And I don't think this is anything different if
1: But if, that wasn't electing that, she had to go to the class. You don't have to go to a Giants.
3: I mean, in hindsight, she's not doing what she did where she got her degree. She could yeah, But
1: at the closest. moment, that wasn't a choice she could make. Going to a Giants game is a choice.
3: Sure. All right, but how is this any different if, let's say, you take a trip to Aruba with your friends for a bachelor party. Okay. Okay, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, an in-law passes away of yours, and the funeral is... You're already in away on the trip. The funeral's gonna be this. Do you owe it to scramble and get a flight back, or are you already away and I'll see you when you get back?
1: I think you probably have to effort to come back. I do. I think okay. you have to effort to come back. Well,
3: there's effort to come back and hey, you know, it's gonna cost nine hundred extra dollars to change this flight. Well, in that
1: case, it becomes a case by case basis. If it's your parents, you gotta come home. Sure. Especially if you don't hate your parents. If you hate your parents, you're estranged from your parents. Okay, That's a little different.
3: And I'll let you finish that point a sec, but I'm glad you said that. And that's exactly my point. I bet you, you and your siblings, if you were away in that spot, they would actually hold off on your parents' funeral. Hey, let's wait till we can get Dane back safely here and make this happen. Well,
1: right. Which is my point. But but I don't expect them to wait if I just don't want to come back. (laughs) (laughs) They have to wait if I couldn't come back. So... It's the case-by-case basis where if it's your parents or it's a close family member and you feel it's important or the right thing, you've got to effort to come back. Sure. Whatever that costs, whatever hassle that is, got You got you to do it. Now, if you're going to effort and it's going to take you $900 or it's a crazy th- three-legged flight and you'll never get home, et cetera, and your wife or your spouse says, hey, it, that's too much, you just wait. And we'll have it after you come back. Okay, then it's out of your hands. Sure. But none of this is going to a Giants game. That's an elective. It's not hard to get out of going to a Giants game.
3: Yes, and it's weird because this came, this became about going to a Giants game because this Bills fan went to a Chief game. In reality, I'd feel the same way if it was a playoff game. Even if I didn't have tickets, I'd probably just hang back at the house and wait for everybody to come back.
1: But so you'd miss a funeral just to watch a game at home too?
3: Playoff game? I mean, I can't be in a funeral home during a giant playoff game. Again, I make sacrifices. I went to a wedding during the other team's playoff games. I, you know, I found a way to watch. I, I make my sacrifices. Regular season Giants game, I went to Daniel's mother's wedding. I missed the Giants and Cardinals, and I'll wait for that. I've also said, nah, to heck with it, on anniversary parties when the Giants are playing the Bills. I've had to make tough choices when it comes to watching the Giants. It. It's the playoffs, as I've learned and appreciated even more now than ever. You don't get there every year. I just crushed that Chiefs fan for going to sleep. You have to appreciate the errors. Funerals are <laughs> No, They are.
1: How are they finagelable?
3: Because nobody says if you pass away on a Thursday that you have to have the funeral on Sunday. Nobody says that. A funeral can hold up a couple days. Right, yeah. So, so
1: you can schedule
3: and have the courtesy during football season <laughs> yes, not but, to do that. But you people.
1: don't always – you're not always in control of the schedule. If it's your parents or your loved one, I'll maybe. Yeah. But if somebody schedules the funeral on a Saturday of Divisional Round Weekend and the Giants are playing
3: – But this is what I'm saying. This is where I think there are Americans who are not courteous to how important the NFL is to people.
1: Okay, so it's just the NFL because now you're going to cite ratings well, –
3: Yes. Now, again, if I lived in Alabama and it was during college football season, fine. But you know what? At the same time, Saban wants to schedule games versus Georgia State, then that's a little different. What's about the NFL, we're talking about 17 regular season games. And if you're lucky, you dream of making the playoffs. And if you do make the playoffs, you're probably in an era that is very hard to think you're going to relive again.
1: Okay, so your mom and dad are okay with you having the game on during their funeral. Okay, sure. but it's a Giants game. Yeah. Are they gonna be okay if it's a Yankees Rays regular season
3: game? No. No. I think you, you Yankees playoff game? I would even argue no, unless it's the elimination game. The football's different. It's a one shot deal.
1: I'd like to know these these restrictions I I, on the funerals and the Game Mraz. seven,
3: game five, if it's a best of five <laughs> for, you know, final Stanley Cup World okay. Series. Those equate to one and done. Yankees are
1: down three one ALCS. You know
3: what? No. Even if they're facing elimination, because at that point you're 3 1, the series is probably shot anyway. I can't I can't mentally be okay with maybe that's their last win of the year, but they lose in game six.
1: Rangers are tied with the Flyers 2-2 second round. It's a critical game five.
3: No, because I know I'll see them again no matter what game six. If it's game seven, you gotta make a call.
1: (laughs) You gotta and your parents are okay with the Yankees or the Rangers and the Giants or the Nets. Yeah. You you are okay. They are okay with the game either being on at their funeral or their funeral taking a back seat to an important game.
3: Yes. Yeah. Or or just figure out the days. Again, these are not like the the football schedule or the finals. like these are not things that creep up on you. They're readily accessible. In terms of like when somebody passes away, you'll already know that circumstance. So you could easily go to a funeral home, very easily and say, all right, what are our options for days? All right. And even lie to the funeral director. And we have to wait for so-and-so to come in from out of town, which, by the way, happens all the time. You might have to delay for somebody to come in from out of town two days. So what's the difference of delaying two days if the Giants are playing the Cowboys in week 18? It's winter in. I don't understand what the big deal is. Well, Because morally it's not okay to say that. I'm saying what everybody else is thinking
1: well it's not okay because the person that can't come in from out of town is making an effort but it it doesn't work what you're saying is you're actively saying this game is just more important than your death
3: all right but again i ask you if if the circumstances happen and you had an opportunity the funeral let's say funeral is going to be monday morning and saturday sunday we're going to have the the viewings the wakes and you know this is obviously this is week this is wild card weekend and the Giants are playing; they're the Saturday night game, and you have the viewing seven to nine thirty. That whole thing. Why would you, why would you not use the option of having then just waiting till Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, to do all of those services, and where you're going to be doing nothing anyway? So you do this, you have the services, you miss the games, and then what do you do Monday and Tuesday? You're sitting there sad anyway. I might as well at least have the happiness of watching the team play. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you and Bogues are going to get into more of this in the side B because he is really perplexed by yeah. this whole take. He's an idiot. But I wanted to ask you about the Fat Journal read by Kenny Brock. You didn't know that Brock was going to be the reading of the Fat oh. Journal today.
3: Tuesday's show feels like a whole week.
0: <clears throat> I'm just going to pronounce things as he quote unquote spells them. Dinner. I ordered wings and a big sandwich for the games. Probably only had a boo, eight or so wings and half a chicken cutty lips mozzarella hero. There's a random parenthesis in there. <laughs> no period. What I forgot was in the bag upstairs, though, were potato skins. Man, the carbs keep killing me. I burried with two R's about seven half potato skins. Is that seven half potato skins making three and a half whole potato skins? Or is that seven whole potato skins? Hackers lose me money. What does that have to do with my fat germ? I haven't the slightest clue. Dr. Seuss over here. Sunday, breakfast, a flagel. Less calories than a bagel because it's flatter with eggs and bacon and cheese. Lunch, no lunch, still full from bagel. Even though I called it a flagel, now I'm just twisted in all of my lies. I did go on a mile and a half walk with Eli and Taylor. Nobody believes that. Dinner, while on the air, Danielle, the enabler, brought me down the rest of my wings. I had nine of the 14 she gave me, plus two motz <sighs> At some point, he will learn how to write a full sentence. I am at 270, six pounds down total over three weeks. Need to be better, but also not the worst, kind of like my career. This is like if Dr. Seuss was illiterate, but also fat. Exercise was skipped for a prolonged but needed nap. And for everyone out there, exercise spelled E-X-C-E-R-S-I-Z. <laughs> that concludes the chronicles of, hey, I'm not fat, I'm husky, Sean <laughs> Mraz.
1: So Pete reached out to Kenny. This was a very smart move to reach out to Brock. What was your first thinking when you heard we had Brock doing it?
3: I knew it was going to be ugly. <laughs> I knew it was going to be ugly. I just didn't know how hurtful it was going to be. That was my main concern. Uh, I knew that he was going to deliver because he always delivers. And it almost feels like he's waited for this (laughs) moment. Like, oh, he's writing about how fat he is, and I could read it to the public. Like, this was tailor-made for him. Tailor-made for him. So I just didn't know how ugly it would get.
1: Brock was our board op in the overnight years, 2013, 2014, our first two years together at CBS Sports Radio. I tried to explain your relationship. How would you explain your relationship with Brock?
3: Uh, I mean, guys who didn't know each other. I get, people would use the word frenemies, (laughs) but like, I don't even, I like, I love the guy. Here's the thing. I think there's more love for me towards him than him towards me. Mm -hmm. And it's not in a, in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Like me and Kenny Brock went through a lot career wise together, growing from, you know, like kids to adults. And I mean, maybe not mature adults. And, you know, going through a lot of the process in a media business together as full-time employees for the first time, it's like a brother that you can get estranged from, but you come back on Thanksgiving and you love again, like that kind of deal. I I will always have a special place in my heart for him, though I don't know that I could say (laughs) that same thing for him towards me.
1: How old were you guys when we launched the show in January 2013?
3: So it would be 10 years ago, right? Nine. Nine years ago, so I would have been 23.
1: And how different are your ages? We're the same age. So you're both 23, both full-time for the first time. He had done some part-time board hopping in Philly at WIP. Right. Might have been full-time down there. I don't know. And
3: think about Connor Green, I believe, is 23, maybe even 24.
1: Right. So super young. He's a Philly guy through and through. Hard-edge, aggressive, loves the Eagles, you know, and just... You guys went at it like oil and water all the time. But there was that, as you said, the common bond of starting on the overnights, grinding as a young person, trying to learn the the bit, me being hard on you guys, being a hard ass and us working through overnights, which is also a bit of a badge of honor that, you know, when you're doing those hours, only the people that do it with you can really relate. So
3: on a brand new network. A brand new
1: network, right. And so we were creating something out of nothing.
3: It was something that only me like only one other person at the time was experiencing the same thing I was experiencing, and it was him.
1: Right. So you'll always have that very tight bond. But how do you think Brock thinks of you?
3: I think I think Brock respects me. I do. I think deep down he respects me, but he one of his great pleasures in life is tormenting me. <laughs> and there will be times where the torment it comes from actual anger. But he will quickly forget the anger, and I think he puts his head on the pillow. I don't think he hates me in any any regards, but I think he takes he takes great joy in my fumblings of life. I think that would be the best way to say it. Any, anytime he sees me still being fat, still making a mistake, I mean, to him it's probably more entertaining than an episode of Ozark.
1: What, what do you think... He's annoyed by most with you. Hmm. What part of you you think, maybe when you were working together, graded on him the most?
3: I think oh, that's a good question. You were a
1: loudmouth New York fan.
3: Right. So right away, that's an oil and water thing, the New York Philly thing. I think he thought I, I a lot of times was very irrational as a fan and teams, and that bothered him. I think in many ways – there was a little bit of disgust with some of my gorging and being a, a fatso. <laughs> I think that that there was part of that that bothered him, sure. Uh, I don't know. And I also think, you know what, I always got this vibe from him, too. I think my jolliness at times bothered him, mm. you know, because he has that, you know, he could be happy, but that integrate always like edge of I'm, I'm going to be ahead and a little angry. And, you know, this even when the going gets bad i don't know i've always kind of been the jolly fat guy and i think sometimes if he was more angry at something and i didn't share that level of anger in his eyes and i just kind of you know made it some kind of joke to laugh something off there was something about that i think bothered him like that it enough of the jolly fat guy the jolly fat guy routine will wear on you and wear on you and wear on you more if you're not sleeping
1: he's also well read he likes sure. reading books and and pretty intense, you know, kind of, um, well, political or historical dense books. He, he reads right. a lot and, and you don't.
3: Right. And I think there, there is a, there is something there with that where, uh, you know, maybe the idea of like not being as passionate about the blind things in you know, life and basically fall as, as he would say, or others would say falling upward as a result of it would bother somebody. <laughs>
1: Right, so there's definitely a resentment there where he felt like you weren't taking him anything seriously and yet you were succeeding anyway.
3: Yes. Boy, this is like a therapist chair, but yes, I think that's fair.
1: (laughs) Right. And what's amazing about all of that is that when you're doing it on no sleep, it's really hard. Remember Brock had that really weird roommate that would keep him up, Definitely. Even when he was trying to sleep during yes. the day. That was hard on him.
3: Very edgy. And he actually quite literally survived on Mountain Dew and muffins. <laughs> I would All I would ever see him eat is a muffin and a can of Mountain Dew with chewing tobacco. And that was his diet on no sleep. And he would also, this is where we bonded. We would bond over Peter Schwartz sleeping during the show. And
1: yeah, he liked to bag on Schwartz more than anybody.
3: Yeah, and think about this years later. We want to talk about professionalism at CBS Sports Radio Network. Kenny Brock, knowing Peter Schwartz was asleep during overnights in an update, would purposely fire the music for an update to air, knowing it would wake up Pete in the newsroom and be late to an update, rather than a minute before waking up Pete, because in his mindset, I am not here to be his alarm clock and wake him up. He's on his own, and I'm going to shove him down the river. You could listen to the overnights. If you go back to Tapes and Tapes, you could just hear music running and Pete coming and start huffing and puffing. And he would just, like, love it. Like it was the movie Seven where the fat guy dies. Like he loved it.
1: I tell you, it's a, it's a great project for Aiden that whenever he graduates in May, to give him access to our archives and go find those needles in the haystack. Yes. Because every minute of our show has been recorded forever. Yes. Well, nine years. And so go find the Schwartz updates where the music's running for the first 35 seconds, and then he rumbles up the ramp, gets on mic, and is totally out of breath because he fell asleep, and Brock wouldn't wake him up.
3: Right, and they're timed out where he only has to get a certain— you can only get a certain minute. And those were just crazy days. Crazy
1: days. So we made two years on the overnights, 2013-2014. To the end of 2014, they decided to promote us to evenings, which was 6 to 10 Eastern time. Unfortunately, at that time, there was already board ops that were in place. That was the Planet Stevo was in place, and James Ward. What an error! Now, James Ward was one of the best CBS Sports Radio employees we've ever had, and Planet Stevo. They didn't want to fire Planet Stevo. Was not one of the best CBS <laughs> Sports
3: Radio employees we've ever had.
1: <laughs> Hysterical guy. He shows up in the Zubaz NFL draft video, but. You know, he was a little—he was a little flighty for the job. Yeah, for sure. But they didn't want to fire James and Stevo, and they didn't want to flip those guys into the overnights because that would have been a demotion. So at the time, there was no spot for Kenny Brock. Remember, right? And Schwartz—they certainly weren't promoting. He was going to stay in overnights. I
3: would say hadn't earned it. Would <laughs> the best way to put it.
1: So we got promoted up. But then Brock was faced with the do I stay for the new overnight show.
3: Which is not easy. That's a not easy position to be in.
1: Especially those hours. Right. It's it's criminal. Because
3: as a team, we were all fried mentally doing overnights. And imagine seeing, you know, those people you were close to, you get to sleep normally and you're left behind. That's a tough spot to be in.
1: And Pete the Body Bilotti is the maestro of drops. But Brock was awesome at it. Yeah. Brock's drops were awesome. He knew exactly how to play the keys as well. And we had developed two years of a pretty incredible you know, bond on air, and it really worked well, which is why we got the promotion. So at the time, Brock had a really tough decision to make. Do I stay with the new show? What happens? And as fate would have it, TV stepped in and gave him a job yes. on the TV side the CBS Sports Network doing production and film work and editing on the on the TV side. And so he had a golden parachute. Yeah. And God bless Brock, I mean, it's just...
3: Gave us a honk and a wavy. He ended up getting better hours than we did.
1: I totally. Think. And it was a great job for right. him. And he's been in TV ever since. Yes. So that was that was how that whole thing broke apart. But man, it was like, didn't want to lose Brock. He was such a valuable commodity and such, you know, a great guy to have on the show. And I'm still friends with him, close friends with him. I mean, he's... He's the best dude, but at the time, like, he didn't know what to do, and then TV swooped in and was like, hey, we want you, and it was perfect for him.
3: And Brock will always have a special historical place on top of his two years. He ate the crow that Torg Bellinger, maybe the number one of all number one twelve, the days of Christmas, was a part of.
1: As an Eagles fan, midway through that season or end of the season when Carson Wentz went down, he said, "There's no way this Eagles team wins a Super Bowl. They were remember the one seed of the, in the NFC when Wentz went down." He said, "Forget Nick Foles. It ain't gonna happen. I'll eat Crow if they win a Super Bowl." And then they, of course, go and win the Super Bowl. And I've got to go get Crow. It's on record. Kenny, you got to do it. And so I found Crow, which was sold by this crazy guy in the woods in upstate New York named <laughs> Torque Bellinger. Crow was sent to me on dry ice. Put it in a crock pot, I think, with barbecue sauce. Is that how it was made? I'm
3: pretty sure, yeah. It was really brought that in. and oh. dark. Torg Bellinger, a real person?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I said this at the time. He seems like the character of all characters, but the fact that he never made another appearance, I think solidifies that he's the real guy.
3: Or it doesn't. I don't know. Man, I. it's amazing. That, here we are talking about Brock, and I think about Tord Bellinger, and it's just, man, that's it's just that's a juicy.
1: You one. tried that crow too, though. Yeah, I did. I tried the crow as well. Gummy.
3: Yeah, and the blackness on the outside was because the the, the the feathers
1: were gone, but
3: yet <laughs> it still turned that same crow blackness on the skin. Oh, very
1: gross. Remember the the feet were still on it. You could see the claws.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, I, Normal people tweet, I'll eat crow if I'm wrong. Not normal shows hold them to that. <laughs> that should be noted.
1: So, Brock today, and what do you do about a dead relative during a, a football playoff game?
3: Only 48 hours removed from the Bills and Chiefs, and that's where we were on the DA show.
1: Let's hope that uh, Danielle didn't hear today's show.
3: Uh, she heard some of it she heard some of it because she texted me uh, you know what she hasn't heard the funeral stuff yet she because
1: you put down your your foot laid down the law she'll have to accept that I'm not going to her mother-in-law her mother's funeral yeah
3: but again I built I do goodwill there's a lot of good things I do I'm very charitable
1: around the house
3: I I, <laughs> I, I I do good things I do good work at home
1: like falling asleep so that Taylor has to take care of herself
3: well that was that was different that was I was tired It was understandable but I, I I do a lot: laundry, food. I, it's a good, good job.
1: You do, do, you do good work around the house.
3: I do. I, I'm a lawn cutter. I don't even hire a landscaper. I do. That house is very well. I don't need to be told when to vacuum. I break out the vacuum on my own. I make a bed. I, you know, you this would shock you. I'm not Mister Piggy at home. I, <laughs> I do a good job.
1: That's... Danielle did a great job with the. I guess you guys call it a Florida room.
3: Yes, yes
1: Saw that redesign, beautiful
3: Yeah, that was the only thing we didn't really get done During our home renovations And uh, we had built a bar during pandemic That was outside, a very small, just, you know, four-seater bar and We didn't want to get rid of it Because for her and I, we weren't handy Let's move it inside, let's do it in that room And she has now turned it into, you know an, A feel of an outdoor room We have a grass wall and lights everywhere And, and we're calling it Taylor's Tavern And Peyton's Place, it's come out really nice, nice. <laughs> Very nice.
1: nice, yeah, she did a great job with that all right. Well, Bogues is chomping at the bit to rip you to shreds on this funeral. What thing. a loser!
3: All right, we'll get in, we'll get into it. Get into it. He's got to calm down.
1: Okay. Here's side B.
3: How It's Mraz. at side B. How are you? Andrew Bogish is with us as soon as he screws his headphones in and really can be with us and I think he's with us now. Hello Andrew, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Yeah, I didn't hear your uh, boisterous open cleanly and I did literally have to kind of screw my headphone jack thingy back together, put it back in and now I can hear your beautiful voice. Well, how about this? <laughs> God, you're so it's just amazing. It's like Beethoven but in a voice not a piano if that's right. thing.
3: Well, let's start for starters. You swung the door open in the first hour of Tuesday's show and said the following. Oh, I can't wait for Brock. Yeah. And DA and I just went over the career of Kenny Brock inside CBS Sports Radio. Uh, in Neighborhood Angry Man, I think is the best way to put him. Yeah. Your thoughts on how he delivered the the Fat Journal. Which yeah. I'm now spelling with a PH, by the
2: way. Right. Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was remarkable. Now, the problem is Tiki ruined it for everybody still. But Brock is the winner in the non-Tiki category for now. Catalan was there, but now Brock has jumped in front of that with everybody trailing Tiki. Because, like I said on the air Tuesday, his disdain for you is what I enjoy the most.
3: Yeah, it's true. There is disdain. There's dark disdain. I I actually applauded him. I I thought that was very enjoyable. And it just goes to show you, you know, if anyone wants to go, oh, Brock and, uh, and Mraz, they hate each other, they hate each other. I put my foot down. I didn't want Paul DeTino reading this at all. Like that's real right. career hatred. I enjoyed Brock reading. I got a kick. I could take it. I could take the punches. I'm a chubby guy that could take the punches. I understand. Ain't no fights here. Now, on that note, Tuesday just continued to be a wild and random show. Which you wake up or you go to bed the night before a show. We put out a little rundown. This is what we're going to talk about, and you go through the sports nuggets we had. Is Tom Brady going to retire? Matt LaFleur sound. You play a little Peter Schwartz calling lacrosse. You get that (laughs) out of the way. You talk about, obviously, the divisional round and looking ahead to the conference championships and so on and so forth. What you don't envision happening is a conversation about baby names, which I pounded the table for Bob. I assume that you were with me.
2: I, I was not. Yeah, I was not with you for that one either.
3: So if you had a kid named, you would never name your kid Robert?
2: And that's my dad's name. Um, I could have maybe gotten my kid's middle name to be Robert to honor my dad, but not a first name, no. Okay. All right.
3: Well, I think that's ridiculous. I think a baby should be named Bobby. But ultimately, we ended the final hour of the show with a, a winding road that I think my points really got lost but angered you a bunch, and that was the funeral during football season talk, thanks to the Bills fan in Kansas City that claimed to miss his mother's funeral. Now, the listeners of this have just heard me explain on side A, and I know you were a little angry at this, side B. So before you tee off, I just want to again reiterate a couple important factors. Please. I never said, as I wave my finger at Congress like Rafael Palmero, that I would miss either of my parents' funerals, my sister's funerals, my wife, uh, you know, anybody in the nuclear family. I did say I'd consider missing an in-law's funeral this somehow got met with anger i also did say that i would prefer in a perfect world now perfect world you would say nobody would ever pass away but knowing you're going to pass away in life i did say i would prefer to pass away not in football season because that would kind of stink you know watch october november you know all of a sudden you don't you miss the playoffs who wants to do that you've committed to the season also i did say football season you'd prefer All the funerals happen after football season, but if they do, you don't have to have them on the weekend. You can make things work. Why not choose to do that? I don't think any of these are idiotic ideologies, but yet I got crushed, and you were the most passionate about crushing it.
2: Yeah, and um, anything you just said didn't do anything to change my mind on this. The problem remains football should not in any way dictate when you have a burial or a funeral or anything like this. That should never, if somebody dies, they just like your friends when they got married, shotgun or not, they should not have to cross-reference the NFL schedule when they're making their life schedule. They just shouldn't. Okay,
3: you're right, but, but, and this is a very big but, anybody whose funeral it would be that would be close enough to me where it would be considered insane that I miss said funeral. Meaning, parent, and I guess you guys want to include in-laws because you said I was nuts. Yes. You know, siblings, whatnot. I would think that I would have a hand in funeral planning. Meaning, it is so simple to say if somebody dies on a Thursday and we go to the funeral home on Friday, we don't need to get this done Saturday Sunday. We can wait till Monday. Like, there's no rules saying you can't do that, at least in my religion. Right. No, so now, no, there's religious no, reasons I'm withstanding you know I'm kicking out of because somebody could be listening to saying that can't happen in my religion right which is understanding yes
2: I believe if you're Jewish there's like a 48 right. hour we have to be buried and then for us we're both Christian you can't have a funeral on Sunday you can have a wake which on Sunday brought up with but you that can't fan. have a funeral on Sunday right. right you can't get married on a Sunday either
3: which I love great rule. Can't get, we're not burying you while the NFL is right, going on. But the rule not for
2: football. The rule is because Sunday is for going to church normally to talk to Jesus.
3: Sure. Right. But you know what? It coincides, and a win is a win. So I don't think it's crazy to say, all right, uh, it's divisional round weekend. I and mean, We know all these games are going on. It's A couple of years from now, It's Ken- I made the Kenny Pickett show. Kenny Pickett and Brian Dable and the Giants are rolling. Yeah. They're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott's window is closing. They're playing in the divisional round. People are considering this, in theory, the Super Bowl, like they were considering the Bills-Chiefs game, the Super Bowl. Somebody close to me terribly passes away, and I have a say in their funeral. It's Thursday. The game's Sunday afternoon. Why would I not have a say? Say, Guys, the funeral, there's no reason not to make this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No reason.
2: Yeah, because... You're a human, and you shouldn't say that. See, like now, what is, are you
3: going to do on those days anyway? Now they're buried, you've missed the football
2: game, and you could be just having the, the services then. Because, again, football is not more important. And the fact that you would even consider, like, why, honestly. why can't
3: both be important?
2: I mean, they both can be important, but a funeral can be 10, and a football game can be one on a scale of importance, but you 10 can being the, the most. 11,
3: but you have the opportunity to have the 11. You have the opportunity to have
2: both. No, 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 no. You,
3: you,
2: you don't. You don't. Like seriously, I this is Da gets mad at me when I don't get mad at you on these podcasts. Agree with me, by the way, yeah, which is a, which is a secondary problem that they are About their own funeral that they're placating with your nonsense. You said, know what my mom did? My mom not, said thank you for saying that because she's a real person too. You're, this is part of the mom. problem that your mom and that are okay with this. My mom
3: said hold the services for me, keep me on ice. Yeah, that's
2: I, and I now that I've met your mom, and she loves me, I love her, and I don't want to be mean, but that's oh, also
3: you're giving her far too much credit. because she's listening to permission. Also
2: Gretta. ludicrous. It's ludicrous. The, the, the Giants game should not in any way affect when you say goodbye to your loved Playoffs? one.
3: Playoffs? Oh, it's not week no,
2: seven. No, it doesn't matter. Week one, preseason, anything, anything.
3: I think that's ludicrous.
2: The I, I only do. way that you could. Almost reverse engineer this. And it really wouldn't even be possible because, again, in my religious experience, you've got two days, four sessions of awake, and then a
3: funeral. Right. Which is a lot. It, it is a lot. That's a if- whole
2: other conversation. But there's always options. But even if you're going to say, hey, this Sunday's the Super Bowl and I want to make sure that enough people come see whoever, maybe we should avoid that. Because there's so many heathens out there who, would go, who would want to pick the Super Bowl over the wake, that's the only room
3: here okay, so there's for line. sense. So but do, not they, they,
2: starting out with, hey, there's a football game, let's just do nothing for the next three days, and then we'll we'll pick up the sadness after the Giants win or lose.
3: Well, all right, but again... Like, is, like,
2: honestly, if, you're, if your mom or dad died, and you're capable like in the immediate aftermath of that of sitting down and focusing for real I on a giant the
3: game yes but that's different though that's a moment i would share with my parent normally so that's yeah, that's my I, escape
2: i still i just i i honestly like you know my my wife's father passed away right after we got married i i would have been divorced if i suggested hey there's a Met game coming up can we wait on this i
3: again i think baseball games are a little different you get one football game of your favorite team a week
2: yeah and sixteen or seventeen total. You're gonna be promise. You're gonna be okay. But you
3: do admit there's a line. Then the Super Bowl is one where you would say we can't be doing this on Super Bowl Sunday. It you is, do admit that.
2: It is the door is. But but what I'm doing though, and that's a scenario, is planning for crappy decisions that you are making right now. Normally, like well, that's what
3: I'm asking for other you're, people who plan those crappy decisions. You're,
2: right, which is a, which is part of the what I said about the your friend your cousin's wedding. Right, is like she shouldn't have to worry about you being pissed about missing a random football game, just like I shouldn't have to worry that someone's going to be pissed coming to my mom's wake because it's on Super Bowl Sunday.
3: Right. But the point is, you admit now there are so, people like that that you are going to worry unfortunately, about. Unfortunately,
2: that maybe possibly that accommodation would have to come to fruition. But you're starting it from like a positive and saying like, we're have- wrong for thinking that because way. Because
3: I think ultimately... What you realize is that it's not that big a deal to, to finagle, at least in our religion, not that big a deal to finagle the schedule of a wake and funeral. It's not. It's not that hard to it's, do.
2: It's far less of a big deal to like miss no, a football game. Like
3: Nobody's going to be offended if we pause on seeing the wake for two days. Nobody's going to be like, oh, that's fine. You're having a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, great. I, and most somebody guests should, probably though. Be very happy somebody around
2: too. you should be insulted by that. You
3: know, and guests, I'm telling you, you, more guests than you think would be very Oh, it's, When they hear the news, when's the viewing? On Monday, Tuesday. Great.
2: So I can watch Giants Saints. You
3: think that people don't think that when they find Good. out somebody passed then you away? Know what?
2: Again, shame on all of you, and I'm glad I'm not part Oops, of that it doesn't group. Matter,
3: shame on you. Do you think there are people that?
2: I, I, listen, I know you're not alone in your lunacy. I've never thought that you're on an island. Well, sometimes you're on an island. But in this one, I know you're not. And you clearly weren't at the wedding either. But that doesn't mean it's okay or it's right. Every just, bad idea has support, too. Here
3: it is. I'm just out here trying to vocalize. I you're know. not alone and you're not wrong right. when you think these evil things that really aren't that evil to begin with. Now, let me just ask you this. Yeah. Okay. You brought up you're a Met fan, giant fan, the whole deal. You're talking about what's right or wrong for other people. Let's talk about you. Yeah. Because this podcast can live forever. Download that Odyssey app. CBSSportsRadio.com. Everywhere podcasts are downloadable. It's the permission granted podcast. Bogish, You're elderly. You are on the verge of passing away. Clock's ticking. You get the last rides. very morbid here, the sure. whole thing. Yeah. I know it's coming. Your kids are sad. Looks like it's going to be a Thursday. Jake turns to instead Giants are in a playoff game this weekend. Jake, make sure... I don't want this interference. Would you let him know it's okay to wait till Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Are you saying no, no, no? Get me in the ground as fast as possible.
2: So let's switch this to Rangers or Mets because they are more important to me Fine. than the Giants. So let's say I know it's coming and we're in Stanley Cup clinching or a World right. Series winning. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't see how I would say that. And I really, but would really you be okay hope... with
3: your kid making that decision?
2: No, I don't think I would. And and listen, my son How is. How
3: selfish are you? You raise your kid you to be a You want to watch fans? a
2: football game instead of celebrating the life of a family member, and I am the selfish one. Well, you're gonna? You want to watch a football
3: game? You're gonna pass on this passionate fandom to your son. I understand that, and this is what you you built that fandom for—is to live that championship moment. Yeah. Now you're telling him, even though it's perfectly capable of you being buried, not. On a day of that game to say, nope, you still need to get me on the ground. Count the amount of days I need to be here. That's selfish.
2: Listen, if my kid needs to sit like in, our, in my chair the, that night and watch the Ranger game by himself, tears coming down his face, I wish dad was here, fine. But if he goes to my my wife and goes, hey, mom, we should probably wait forty two at 48 hours to get this done because there's a Ranger game, I'd be disappointed.
3: Wow. See, my kids have my permission. Do, don't make everybody rush in there on a Sunday if it's the playoffs. Don't so do make it. them
2: wait, though. Like make my wife sit and wait and think about me not being there anymore, and prolonging that.
3: you gonna be doing that anyway.
2: No, but seeing people at wakes and funeral helps you. People helps you slowly move on, so you are delaying the the recovery ah, process.
3: Not everybody recovers in their own way and grieves in their own way.
2: Yeah, so you can grieve while you are watching the Giants on off Game Pass later in the day.
3: It's terrible. I just think, look. Everybody do you But I'm here to tell you You're not selfish Well there's
2: the problem Everybody fake. do you yes. Yeah
3: Well this has been a very Very morbid Dare I say at times Uncomfortable <laughs> uh, Let's bring
2: Pete Into light in lighten the
3: mood Interesting Yeah I'm sure he would Have some takes too He's screaming at me My God would never.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah Yeah
3: Everybody calm down And by the way We're not wishing death On anybody And nor is this You know I'm just making it A conversation But we hope everybody Lives <laughs> That a long, should never happen A long Prosperous right, life Right and dies soon. At the right time you can follow Andrew Bogus and all of his funeral takes on Twitter at Andrew Bogus. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS at Six
2: Feet Under Drew.
3: Have a great week, everyone.
1: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone.